Hello and welcome to another episode of Facts Matter brought to you by the Citizens Research Council of Michigan. I'm here today with Dr. Esma Ishaq Osmond. Esma, how are you today? I'm doing well, Moni. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. And today we're going to talk a little bit about um, the city of Detroit and its recent economic projections. So last Friday, you and I attended the Detroit um, Revenue Estimating Conference, which was really informative, um, great value. A um, couple of questions about the blog piece that you wrote on it um, yep. or that applies to it. So how has Detroit made progress towards economic recovery thus far? Yeah, so Detroit is looking to be on a very promising path. Um, after two years of the pandemic, uh, projections show that Detroit is making clear progress in its economic recovery, um, in its economic recovery from the pandemic. And so we're seeing employment and wages uh, growing. We see revenues that are continuing to rise. And yeah, this, the city looks to be on a very promising path in terms of its uh, revenue recovery. And that's good. And can you give us a little bit of background information on Detroit's um, economic state? Why weren't we in a good space at first? Yeah, so, so even, well, before the pandemic, right, Detroit was rocking and rolling. We were on path with our economic resurgence uh, following the bankruptcy agreement. Um, and the plan of adjustment that we got into uh, in 2014. From 2014 to 2020, uh, the city was on the up and up. Um, and then when the pandemic hit in 2020, uh, just like for the rest of the country and other cities across the state, um, economic forecasters were pretty grim about what the pandemic would do to the city. Uh, so economic forecasters were, were pretty fearful of the kind of economic disruptions that the pandemic would bring to the city as the city was rocked pretty hard, right? Um, however, projections now show that those fears appear to be unfounded. Uh, and just to reiterate, we're seeing the city again from these projections um, continuing to grow in near pre-pandemic levels. Um, it was, it, the city was able to withstand the kind of economic disruptions that came from COVID-19 and is recovering from the COVID-19 uh, recession. So it's that's all great news. Yes, it is. I love to hear good news about economic recovery when it pertains to the city. Yeah. So you and I were able to get um, a general idea of what the estimate, revenue estimating conference is, what it does, what goes on yeah. um, in those rooms. But can you explain for our listeners um, what the Revenue Estimating Conference is and the purpose that it serves. Sure. So the Revenue Estimating Conference is required as a condition of the state of Michigan's uh, grand bargain uh, in 2014. Um, it, it's required as a condition of the state of Michigan's role in the grand bargain in 2014. Excuse me. Uh, these revenue estimating conferences are best practice of state and local governments, and they happen twice a year leading up to the budget proposal, uh, the budget adoption process um, to help maintain balanced budgets. So there's one conference that happens in September, uh, and the September conference sets the revenue assumptions that underlie the mayor's proposed budget plan that is released at the beginning of the year. And then the second revenue estimating conference happens in February, which kind of cements 
the numbers that the mayor is going to work with to then eventually propose a budget to city council in March and start that budget adoption process. So the most re recent <coughs> conference was the February conference. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and what was the outcome of it? Yeah, so the most recent conference was February 25th. Uh, that was a lot of fun going to City Hall and, and, and seeing that process take place. Um, so what we see is that general fund revenues for the city are on course to exceed what was projected during the September conference. Uh, those expectations for revenue are expected to exceed by modest amounts, and that's due in part to favorably adjusted income tax revenues. Um, excuse me. Um, projections also show that the city's fiscal recovery will benefit from employment rates of blue-collared workers uh, more than any other industry group in the city, with high educational attainment service industry industries having the slowest rate of growth in jobs. And just to take a peek back at um, your blog, yeah, you outlined or laid out some graphs and some charts and just some visual data. Can you explain what those represent as it pertains to the economic projections? Yeah. So the first, so I provide two charts in the blog. Uh, the first chart shows the annual general fund revenue projections for fiscal year 2022 to fiscal year 2026 from the September 2021 conference as compared to this February 2022 conference. Um, it is a comparison of the projections between the two conferences and the revenue projections, and it shows the numbers or the rate at which uh, those revenue projections are estimated to increase between the two conferences. The other chart that I provided shows a comparison in the amounts that income tax revenues are projected to increase between the September 2021 conference and the February 2022 conference. And can you talk a little bit about the differences in the numbers that you provided in the, in the graphs? Um, I see um, you did it by, well, the first chart was, of course, in millions per fiscal year. Yep. Um, a little bit about those numbers, if you can explain those. Yeah, so general revenue, general fund revenue comparisons between September 2021 conference and February 2022 conference show that for fiscal year 2022, general fund revenues are projected to be at $1.13 billion, which is up $141.5 million from the fiscal year 2020 from the fiscal year 2022 adopted budget in April 2021. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of numbers a there. Lot of but, numbers, yes. um, these projections are more promising than what we saw during the 2021 revenue conference and what we saw um, during the projections that were provided during the pre-pandemic February 2020 revenue conference. So again, um, the chart is essentially showing that the city is projected to uh, exceed estimates for revenues in its general fund as we previously projected in September and even before the pandemic hit. And I'm looking at them now and it's, it's clear to see that from September to February, the numbers are projected to continuously increase. Um, and even during the conference, they talked about 
um, some things that may change, like expect the remote work or other things that may impact the income tax revenue projections. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to touch on those a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're absolutely right. The question is, why are income tax revenues expected to increase? And the reason why is because the city is adjusting its um, the prevalence of remote work. So um, the expectations around remote work is that the number the the prevalence of remote work in the city is going to decrease which is impacting income tax revenue projections mm -hmm. in a positive way. Uh, so that's also important because the city uh, levies income taxes at different rates for residents and non-residents. Detroit taxes the income of, of city residents at a 2.4% rate and collects 1.2% from non-residents. Hmm. Um, so resident income tax payments were at risk of diminishing due to employees working from home. And so the news that the expectation that remote work is going to decrease is promising for the city. And the reason why the city thinks that the prevalence of remote work is going to decrease is because of all these new jobs that are expected to grow out of the blue collar sector, right? So two industry groups are driving this growth in the city's income tax. Uh, like I mentioned, blue collar workers, uh, and that is because of all the high profile development projects that are um, in the city right now, such as the Stellantis Mac Avenue project, the General Motors Ford Zero project, um, all of uh, the Gordy Howe Bridge that is being built, all of these projects are increasing the number of jobs in the blue collar sector, in the blue collar industry, um, and so we're seeing we're seeing rates of job growth in those industries, as well as in the lower educational attainment service jobs. We're also seeing an increase there. Uh, and those jobs include accommodations, food services, arts, entertainment, and recreation. And people that have jobs in those two industry groups can't work remotely. So naturally, because we're expecting jobs in those two industry groups to grow, that is the reason why the city is now adjusting its numbers and saying that the prevalence of remote work in the city is going to go down, hence increasing our income tax revenue, which is good. And that will, I feel like these graphs certainly don't just indicate growth for the revenue, but also for the future of the city. Yeah. Um, more jobs, yeah. more, more funding, yeah. and that's certainly going to be great as we move into the future um looking at you know where the city can go what does detroit's revenue recovery i think we basically just talked about it what it means for the city of right. detroit is so many good things but yeah. can you just talk a little bit more about um, not just only jobs but also you mentioned education yeah so well i mentioned education because that is how the um, uh, uh, employment sectors are identified as right. they're either identified as blue collared workers higher educational attainment service industries or lower educational attainment service industries so how's how are these numbers going to impact the future of the city well due to the expected changes in the composition of the city's overall workforce in the coming years the city's adjusted projections for the amount of remote work that will take place is showing more of a return to what we saw pre-pandemic in terms of more of the, the city's 
uh, um, work environment being in person, which is nice. That's good. Unfortunately, there is a trade-off between um, when white-collar jobs are replaced by blue-collar jobs or with low-paying, lower educational attainment service industry jobs, and that is uh, sustainability. Uh, the reason why I say that is because some blue-collar jobs um, are temporary. Uh, some lower educational attainment service industry jobs are part-time. So that's going to impact the potential for wage gaps or the amount of income tax collections that the city in the long term can garner. And of course, with, with growth, there comes some liabilities, right? Yeah. So what are... Can you talk about some of the main takeaways from this conference? Yeah, so some of the main takeaways are... Um, you know, number one, we are seeing in a positive way uh, adjusted projections for income tax revenues. That is due in part to the changing composition of the city's workforce. Uh, we're seeing more in-person jobs being created within the blue-collar industries and the lower educational attainment service industries. We're seeing the slowest rate of growth over the forecast period, which is from fiscal year 2022 to fiscal year 2026, in higher educational attainment service industries. Um, nevertheless, though, uh, we're seeing employment grow. We're seeing wages also expected to grow for all of these uh, for all of these service industries over the forecast period. So, all in all, the biggest takeaways is that we, the city, is on pace to reach pre-pandemic levels in employment, in wages, and in revenues um, over the span of the forecast period that this revenue estimating conference covered. And that is certainly exciting for the city yes. of Detroit. That is such good news. And Esma, do you have anything else that you would like to add? Yeah, so with this February revenue estimating conference, uh, we are now expected to see the mayor's proposed budget come, I believe, March 7th. The Citizens Research Council and the Detroit Bureau will certainly be um, on the lookout for the mayor's proposed budget that's going to start the budget adoption process where the mayor will work collaboratively with city council and there will be budget hearings to get input from, the, from, from residents as to what our budget should entail for the city. Um, and so that is going to be the next, March is going to be a busy month, uh, looking into that. This, the mayor is supposed to have his state of the city address as well on March 9th, where I'm sure he will discuss these numbers as well. So, um, that is what we're going to be looking into next. And you all heard it here first. Stay tuned for what the Citizens Research Council will, will be presenting, um, regarding the mayor's proposed budget and the mayor's upcoming state of the city address. Thank you, Dr. Esmat Isaac Osman, for joining us today. Um, this has been another episode of Facts Matter brought to you by the Citizens Research Council of Michigan. Stay tuned. Until next time. Thank you, Monique. Thank you, Esmat.